We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, not Ty Ty. I'm officially Rohan Kadi, my co-host, is with me. When you have the real Ty Ty on the podcast, I feel like the Ty Ty Windish bit has to end because it's too confusing now. I could who do you mean, Ty? Do you mean yourself or Bucks guard Ty Ty Washington? Clearly a close personal friend of the podcast. So uh, how's it going, Rohan? Doing well. I'm I'm sorry to see the... I mean, I'm actually happy. I don't want to say I'm happy to see the Tide Tide bit go, but I'm happy in the sense, like, what a way to end it. Yeah. You know? It's like, if there is any possible way to get the best ending to that bit, it's having Tide Tide Washington. That's uh, true. He explained the actual bit behind, like, the lore behind that. And trip. didn't hate it. And didn't hate it. That's didn't huge. Took it and tried to like a champ. Also, if you guys are unaware of what we're talking about, yeah, uh, we we interviewed Ty Ty Washington. Uh, if you want to check out the last podcast on this feed uh, on your podcast platform of choice, or for on YouTube, just scroll. Uh, there'll there'll be some talk of the tundra on there, which you everyone should check out. Yeah, uh, tough tough Packers loss. Very. Tough. I was gonna say, you know what? Not a great sat- Sunday in general for Wisconsin sports, although. No team in the Brewers or Packers division has a better record than them at this point in the season. So things could be worse. For more on those teams, please go to gspn.info and then find Talk of the Tundra and Cruising for a Bruising wherever you listen to this podcast. Or if you're watching it, you can find Talk of the Tundra right here on this YouTube channel. Can't find Cruising yet. Jordan Chusky, though, now that he's getting getting a taste of being a video star... I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna spread it to the rest of GSPN. Jordan is the man who can unite the people. So I think Jordan Trusky is gonna kind of get everyone on on YouTube sooner or later. But yeah, make Jordan, sure. Jordan is the he's the great uniter. Uh, what what's the? This is gonna. This is such a niche reference. If if, if any of you have seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, <laughs> have you? Yeah. Do Do you remember this? this is, I, I can't believe this. Uh, there's an I can believe this. It's it's mid September. I can believe this. 
there's an episode where they're they're uh they uh ang has to like lead these two groups down like the great divide or whatever like this giant like uh like treacherous path yeah and he, he unites those two tri- that's that's jordan that is yeah also I, I will say i just moved so i apologize if the audio is a little rough on my end but, stop uh, that no one no one would have noticed no one would have noticed I, I i just want to put i'm okay. taking accountability okay i'm taking accountability all right well today's pod we uh we're getting close to the season now we're only i think i saw today we're like two weeks away from media day and three weeks away from training camp for the teams not playing overseas, a.k.a. the Milwaukee Bucks in training camp. So it's go time. We've got to go through our division previews. So we're going to do two divisions per pod, which means we should theoretically have about five minutes per team. We'll see how much we honor that uh, or not or how long these episodes go. But we are starting off today with the Atlantic and the Northwest. So we will do our previews, recap major moves, and then give our picks on the over or under for each team up first. The Boston Celtics with probably the biggest line in the East. Actually, let me look. at the Bucks higher? No, the Celtics have the highest line in the Eastern Conference and one of the highest in the NBA, I think, tied with Denver, actually, in this I believe these are all from DraftKings. Um, 54.5 over under for the Celtics. Of course, the big move was adding Kristaps Porzingis at the cost of Marcus Smart. They also let Grant Williams walk. They also lost a crew of old big men in Gallo, Blake Griffin, and Mike Muscala. They Is also, Blake Griffin still still out there? In the I think he's just out there, yeah. I think there's, there's reported to be some mutual interest between the two teams, but also, like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could probably use some more depth there, uh, especially with Porzingis already dealing with a foot issue. Also, the Celtics added O'Shea Brissett, a player who, like, always a, always a low-key player you want your team to add. I love some O'Shea Brissett. Good good signing for them. Delano Banton, Jay Scrubs, V. Mihailuk, and drafted Jordan Walsh. So that was the Boston Celtics offseason. Of course, signed uh, signed one of the Jays. Jalen to a Supermax deal, which is pretty exciting. Rohan, what are your overall Boston Celtics thoughts heading into the 23-24 season? Well, I mean, I think we've we've talked we've touched on this on in the past on this podcast, but it's gonna be a very, very interesting season for the Boston Celtics. I think they are gonna be a very good team, uh, because they have the talent. Uh they are going to have to completely change who they are as a team. Uh, both offensively and defensively, with the addition of Kristaps Porzingis and Marcus Smart, their best perimeter defender and best point guard, going out the door. And there's also been some reporting. Uh, take as if take this with a grain of salt, if you as you if you want to. I'll say um, there's been some reporting that there's a little bit of discontent between the Celtics and Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, uh, yeah, I think the fact that he's so hurt they can't trade him probably. Didn't sit right with it. Didn't sit well with either party. So that's not a shocking bit of news there. So uh, let's see if that materializes into something, whether that's a, a subsequent trade or something. But, it's fast yeah. PP season. Yeah, fast PP. Who's also requested a trade for four years in a row? Or something. Yeah. Well, um, he's finally the backup point guard if Brogdon can't go. Might so. be a starting point guard. I mean, Derek White, but yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it, 
it is right it's got to be there like yeah i was i was thinking up. i was thinking next to him but i can't i can't imagine you start fast you do, pp you and do Derek white, white you do white the jays al and porzingis or robert uh, williams and porzingis yeah i mean that's a, that's what i don't like their roster because they have too many big guys who all make a lot of money and they I, have too I, many big I, guys who make a lot of money and they all do different things defensively. and none of them are durable anymore no. Al Horford, 600. Robert Williams has never been. And again, Porzingis is Porzingis and just had to sit out for Latvia in the FIBA World Cup due to a foot. Was it? Um, uh, do you remember what he had? I think it's like a plantar fascia. Plantar fascia. Plantar fascia. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, it's, it's not the best outlook for the Celtics. Again, I think they're going to be very good. I think they're going to have to use the regular season for Joe Mazzula and the rest of the crew to figure it out. Uh, last year, they won 57 games. If I take the over, that means I think they're just slightly worse. Like, at least two games yeah. worse. Or even the, better. Taking the under. I'm taking the under as well. Chalk from yes. us here. I think, I think the East is pretty good. We're going to look up and down at all the teams. Like, I don't think there's many easy wins for anybody. In Boston, I, I just... I don't love what they're doing. Maybe they prove us wrong. I don't like this summer. I don't think it's a good direction for them. I think letting Grant walk is just bad. I mean, O'Shea Brissett can make up for some of that maybe, but it's a pretty important player for them. And they just said, no, thanks. We'll just take a couple second round picks. Let him they go lost play. Their best, like, they lost their best Giannis stoppers. Yeah. Well, quote unquote Giannis stoppers. But. Well, yeah. I mean, Smart was number one. Grant Smart was solid. Grant. Yeah. Grant was two, I'd say. And they're both gone. They're both out the door. I don't know who you expect to really take over that responsibility it's now. Kind of has to be one of the centers, right? Yeah, it's it's either D. Rob or if it's Porzingis, I hope it's Porzingis. <laughs> I hope it's Porzingis. But my goodness, wasn't the last time Giannis went up against Porzingis to put up fifty? Probably. I mean, yeah, it would make sense. I, I think it almost has to be Time Lord, but he's never healthy and. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think him being off ball was such a big part of their defense, too. So I think you take that away, and I think that really is going to hurt. Like I mean, theoretically, is, it's like you're putting, you're, you are putting uh, Robert Williams on your on the opposing team's worst shooter in Giannis. The problem is that guy is young. Yeah. I, um, I, I think they're doing this weird offense versus defense thing. I don't like it for them at all. I think Missoula likes offense. I think the team likes defense, which is why they had the weird moment in the playoffs where they had to beg him to play Grant Williams, and he finally did, and Grant was pretty helpful. And clearly they're going all offense, swapping Marcus Smart for Porzingis. I mean, fine, defensive. They didn't need him on defense. They had enough defensive bigs, I think. I I think it could be a really weird year for Boston. I think it could be a really weird year as well. I think we're probably going to get some uh, some reporting midseason about a players-only meeting. There's going to be some talk about Joe Mazzula as the coach. Do I think they're going to figure it out? Yes. Do I think it's going to be a fun regular season for them? No. It's uh, They had to do it. It's an overpay for Jalen Brown, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Guy can't they, dribble. They, yeah, yeah, and can't use his left hand at all. Yeah, uh, and not a great shooter. Before anyone makes a Chris allegation. Also not a great shooter, and that matters too. Chris can use his left, though. Yeah, just slowly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he does everything slowly. Yeah, we know. By the way, the, have also, you seen... Also, Chris Middleton is not making $300 million. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, have you seen the Chris Thirst Trap pick going around Buck's Twitter? 
Oh my God, Marcus. Tweeted. Marcus Johnson sharing it was so funny, dude. Um, he looks good, though. He looks good. He does look good. Um, I, I, he does look good. I'm really happy yeah. that Chris has a videographer because I feel like we have not gotten any off-season Chris content outside of um, outside of the interview done by the the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, Jim Ozarski. We have not gotten much. So excited to get more Chris Middleton content. Yeah, I'm he's still very to sweaty. The, the, uh, oh, the JJ Reddick pod. Yeah, I haven't listened to that yet. I tried to make JJ a deal. I would retweet his Bucks interview. He would retweet mine. He didn't get back to me. So I do plan on listening, though. I'm sure it's very good. Okay. Uh, Next up. We both said under. We We both said under on the Celtics. But as you said, like, they're still winning 50 plus, I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, I think their absolute floor is like 48 wins. And that 50 plus might be 53, 54. That's still an under. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets. Oof. I don't know where I'm going to go here. The line is a 37 and a half. They were under 500 post KD trade. So that's where the line comes from. Their regular season finish of 45 and 37 is misleading because for half the season they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Miles Bridges looked, or excuse me, Mikhail Bridges, big difference, looked exceptional with Team USA. Cameron Johnson was just kind of there. Uh, which is how Same I felt about USA. him a lot. Huh? Same with on Team USA. Yeah, that's what I meant. Just, oh, just sort of there. Yeah, on Team USA, it's just, oh, there's Cam Johnson. Oh, I thought you were saying on the Nets, he was just sort of there. No, 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 no. He looks better on the Nets, usually. They add Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker, nice addition, Darius Baisley, Trendon Watford, a really nice by-low move. They got a lot of athletic wings here. Draft Dariq Whitehead, Jalen Wilson, Noah Clowney. Don't know anything about those guys. A lot of what they lost is kind of just floats them. Joe Harris, sure. Can't really play anymore. Patty Mills, Yuta Watanabe, that one hurts. Edmund Sumner, Seth Curry, David Duke Jr., Raekwon Gray, apparently. I copied this from somewhere. I don't know who that. I've never heard of that person in my life. The Nets, 37 and a half over under. So I've got to be careful here before I allot too many wins. Uh, I'm going to say my first blush here is the over. I like their I team. Gonna, I was going to say the over as well. I like their team. I mean, if they go, if they're a little worse than 500, they still clear the over. They're not trying to lose. They don't have their own picks. They have uh, Houston's picks. Or excuse me, Phoenix's picks. Uh, I, I like the team they built. They have a lot of young guys with some upside. Like they have a really, to use like a, a tech bro term before we even do the Warriors, they have a pretty long runway. Mikhail and Cam Johnson, all these young guys, they got future picks coming in. Um, I really like where the Nets are at. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to lock in the over. I'm not going to even waffle. I mean, 38 wins is not a ton. And I'd be surprised if this team won like 35, 36 games. Like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to be competitive. And like, would it surprise you if they won like the season series against Philly, for example? I wouldn't be shocked by that. I wouldn't be shocked if anyone won the season series against Philly. Yeah, we'll so get to Philly. That's a bad example. Yeah. Uh, but the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, it's it's t- like the line is so low, I feel like, for them with a team that is just full of athletic, energetic young players. The one thing I thought they were missing last season with a post-KD trade was just a solid, like, point guard. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's not Dennis Smith Jr., like, in terms of, like, the future. But in terms of a stopgap, Dennis Smith Jr., after his season last season, you can't do much better. Like, that dude was a defensive monster and actually played, like, really, really hard and really, really well. 
And again, the line is just so low. Like, if you want to say this team is going to be below 500, just slightly below 500, yeah, you got to take the over here. Don't forget they also still have Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Okay. That's a nice point guard. You could do worse than Spencer Dinwiddie. You you don't think uh, DSJ is starting over Dinwiddie, do you? I think he might. I don't think so. Let's not get carried away with the with the good vibes of Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, it it all depends on how Galaxy's doing, doesn't it? Wow, you think he's din shitty, huh? And don't forget, also Ben Simmons is uh, ready to dominate. Oh my in, god, in I did. I, legitimately, legitimately, <laughs> I did forget about Ben Simmons. Legitimately, I did forget about Ben Simmons. That's actually something worth talking about. Yeah, because, are you sure? Yes, because like. How do I phrase this? It's There's a five percent chance he's a value add for them. It's yes, it's better than not having him. No, it's not. I think so. I don't. I mean, if from a contract factoring contract, no, it's definitely no, no. not. Okay, yes, yeah, yes, factoring contract. Like they, sure. They're a better about- franchise if his salary slot is just opened up and they could sign. I don't know who's a random free agent sitting. David Duke Jr. for. Oh, that's from their team. That doesn't make sense. A different random free agent who's just sitting there. Will Barton. <laughs> Give me Will Barton on the min over Ben Simmons on two years, seventy million or whatever the hell he's making. I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Anyway, uh, what what I'm saying is that like just Ben Simmons as a player. Like if you're taking, like, hey, do you have Ben Simmons as a player, or do you not have Ben Simmons as a player? It's better <laughs> to have Ben Simmons. As a player. But do they have him? I think so. He was playing two on two a couple weeks ago. I, listen, that's really, that's really depressing. I, I thought outside of the injury stuff, which just sucks for him, the fact that he's still doing the I'm a point guard thing concerns me. He can't play point guard. I don't think you can play point guard if you refuse to shoot or score. Like, No, he, you're, you're a point forward. Yes. but And that's the thing. And I, I think it kind of drives me crazy when we say, oh, you should just do the Draymond thing. Nobody wants to do it except Draymond. Like nobody wants – Aaron Gordon had to get bullied out of trying to be a star for like five years. Clearly Ben Simmons isn't there yet. Like it's really hard to get players to embrace that role. And actually Ben Simmons is one of the few who could really do it. I mean he's never – and he can't really do it, I should say. He can't play – he can't defend he the five. The, he can't defend he the five either. That's that's the difference despite being taller be than Draymond. He could be the best analog for it. He could be more of a wing version. Yes. Um, but he won't do it. And I think if he's standing there dribbling, like their team probably sucks. I I actually think him making a comeback would lower it a little bit for me because I just think I, – I do. I just think he's a negative and I think they don't have spacing big men. I think Claxton's really good, but Claxton and Simmons can't play together at all because you, you just can't have that. I mean actually Claxton has more range than Simmons at this point, which is wild. But um, I really like Claxton. I really like their team. I'm going to take the over regardless. But the Ben Simmons thing, I mean, we'll see. It seems like they don't have much patience for him anyway. So maybe it won't actually matter that much. But, yeah. I like their team. Yeah. I like what they're doing. I, I always, the, between, aside from the KD, Harden, Kyrie stuff, I'm always like, oh, I love what the Nets are putting together. All these moves make sense. We'll see if they, they want Dame, I guess. I don't think that's happening. But clearly they're ambitious with those picks. So We'll, we'll talk about him later. Yeah, well... We won't be able to make an over-under pick because the uh, Blazers are still off the board. But Yeah, but we're, we're both saying over for the next. Wow, we got to argue some more. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, let's, this 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 might be the team to do it. It's the New York Knicks tie. Yeah. Uh, their line is at forty five and a half. Yeah. Which is uh, it's 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 like it's slightly below what they won last year, which was forty seven games. In goes our guy Dante Divincenzo. Whoa, I don't think he would appreciate me being called his guy after. That's why I said it. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> and out is Obi Toppin and Derrick Rose. Like Derrick Rose going to Memphis and uh, Obi Toppin getting traded to Indy for a uh, bag of chips. Yeah, so they got worse. I, d- I don't think – I don't necessarily agree that they got worse because Obi Toppin wasn't really a factor in their rotation too much. He didn't get well, a ton of opportunities. Yeah, and I guess that's uh, – The tips thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's they probably they won't look worse even if I think talent wise they took a step back. Yeah, I think that's a it's a good way to put it. Same with Derrick Rose, he was or, or a lateral a lateral step. Obi's not clearly better than Dante. A lateral, step. yeah. Derrick Rose, I just think went to Memphis to be the vet, which slightly concerning if you know anything about Derrick Rose off the court. Yeah. Um, we'll get to Memphis. Is that this pod? Yeah. Uh, is it? I think they're Northwest. No, they're Southeast, aren't they? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. The West divisions make no sense, so don't blame me. It would make sense because, you know, it used to be Vancouver, but... Yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, OKC is in the Northwest because... Seattle. Well, yeah, so is... So is... Every time I do a 2K um, uh, expansion draft, you add Seattle and Vegas and move Minnesota to the Central. And that makes the most sense. Minnesota right now, there is no team in the West even close to them. No. They're on an island. It's ridiculous. And everyone wants to move the Pelicans or Grizzlies. It makes so much more sense. To, anyway, the Knicks. I'm really torn on the Knicks. I don't like their summer very much. Um, they extend Josh Hart. That's fine. He helps you win games. I'm really, I really like Josh Hart. I do too. They have a bunch of young guys, so maybe even, even losing Obi. Um, so maybe they just get better. You know, Quentin Grimes has been called a breakout candidate. Not sure I see that one coming. Quickly had a really good season and a bad playoffs. Of course, Jalen Brunson was really good. But are they not just like a slight Jalen Brunson regression away from being kind of mid again? If you look at the whole roster, is it that good of a roster? I think it's all right. I think it's it's just it's just enough to be like a five seed in the East. I think they could certainly be a little higher than that with the way the conference is kind of a mess. But I I also think like a full season where you realize, hey, this is, it's Jalen Brunson's team. They, but they had that. There was no confusion. I think last year there was like Julius Randle was the all-star last season. We all, I think people knew. I don't think I don't think it was as well known as we probably probably should have been in the general NBA spheres. Like, sure, most people realize that. Hey, by the way, this should be Jalen Brunson's show. Yeah. I don't think everyone realized it. They have their their team is so cramped. I mean, they're clearly just waiting to trade for a star, right? Like that's what they're doing. They have these random, honestly, not very appealing picks from other teams and their own picks and. Randall's big salary and you can call him promising even though we all know you get Julius Randall to the playoffs and he turns back into a pumpkin like Cinderella's carriage I just I, I do kind of like, for 
Ty's ready for spooky season. I am. Um, I do kind of like RJ Barrett. I, I know he has the ups and downs, the wild swings. He's still pretty young, though. I think he'll have another good year. Probably come into his best year yet. I think I'm going to take the over. I feel like it's a really good line. Yeah, I think I think I might take the over here. <sighs> I thought we were going to finally disagree. I thought you just said you're taking the under. No, I said over. Oh. I think like I think 46 makes a lot of sense. I think they're still good. I think they're well coached. They're going to they're going to play really hard. I think 46 47. Yeah. I think so. It's a think good line. It, 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 I mean, yes, they, they, these line setters are very good at their jobs. So. I mean, some of them are. I, Brooklyn, I didn't find that challenging. Boston yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, Boston was pretty good. So two out of three ain't bad. No. But now we're getting to two out of four. I'm taking the under on Philly's 49 and a half. Really? I'm okay, coming so out the gonna, gates firing. We're disagreeing then. Good. Um, so Philadelphia is in a current state of flux. That's um, an understatement. Uh, yeah, it is uh, because of the J- James Harden situation. So, what do you do this summer if you are uh, if if you're the if you're the Philadelphia 76ers? Is that you just sign a few centers? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm missing some on here. You're, you're missing Trez. Yeah, who's already because, out for the year. They added someone. Or no, the, the other one was they just re-signed um, Paul Reed. B-ball Paul. Yeah. They matched the offer. Okay, Shams. Do you think? Do you think he owes Shams part of his contract? Absolutely. There's no there's way a player that bad deal. should have branding that good. No, there's some sort of shady deal yeah. going on there. I agree. Maybe that's how Shams gets all his Philly infos just by B-ball uh, talking, Paul. To, talking to B-ball Paul. But you add also like uh, the ghost of Danny Green's knees. Uh, you add Pat Bev. Like it's like Mo Bamba. You, yeah, Mo Bamba. Uh, I, have, I have a friend who all will. Never quit Mo Bamba. Whenever Mo Bamba, there's a lot of people crazy. like that for some reason. I think it's the song. I it might be, but it's like whenever whenever Mo Bamba is like a free agent, I get a text immediately. It's like, hey, Buck should pick him up. Buck should pick him up. Uh, and it's like it is for some like I agree with that to some extent, but also like when when will you learn uh, that Mo Bamba maybe isn't that good. Uh, you also lose uh, the minivan. You lose Jalen McDaniels. You lose Shake Milton. Your guy, Ty, Shake Milton. I love Shake. I really like the Wolves summer. Um, we'll get to them later. But but it's – I still think because you have you still have the reigning MVP in Joel Embiid, you technically have fat suit James Harden <laughs> on the roster. Um, like Tyrese Maxey is only going to keep getting better. With the state of the East, I'm taking the over. I uh, I've done this I think last summer too. Uh, I'm just going to I'm going to take the a hard under and just assume they bottom out and I think they're due for just Embiid to like just be pissed all year and not really try on defense, which is kind of what he did for the start of last season too. Harden to do Harden things, Mori to wait until February to actually resolve this situation. You know, they they're refusing to pay Maxi now, which I don't think it'll affect Maxi's too young and unproven for that to affect his game that much if he's smart, but I don't think it's an ideal thing to do with everything else going on. Like I don't think any of the important players there are happy. Who do they have on the wing left? PJ Tobias. and Tobias? So it's not bad. What if you have a who guards a fast wing player? Tobias, Tobias. still at what age yeah. 32 now? Something like that. Which I mean, PJ is almost 40. Yeah. I mean, t- like, Tobias isn't, like, terribly old. He's 31. I think he's, 
He's a yeah. See, that's fine. He's not a quick player. I I I think that you lose Jalen McDaniel's. I mean, Niang's not a good defender, but you add Pat Bev, Danny Green. Like, they're why are they making this roster so old, Rohan? Uh, they they're trying to follow in the very successful model of the Milwaukee Bucks. Because <laughs> they saw what the what happened in the Bucks last year and said, "Sign us up." They're Couldn't like, get Wes Matthews though. You lost out on Wes. You had to settle for Danny Green. Yeah. So how much how do, much veteran presence get... do you need on this team with three young players? What is the point? I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's are we still counting Embiid as a young player because he might no. like it. Not fair. How do you feel about? The incoming Nick Nurse factor on this team. Oh, God. Uh, if there's ever a team that needs to be ran into the ground, it's the Embiid Sixers. Nothing this is, about this makes sense. You put all these pieces together. It's like they're, 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 it doesn't – I can't wait for the Pat Bev, Maxi Harden lineups. Like what, what are they doing? It's either going to go really well or really bad. And I, I, I think it's going to go really – I think this is the year it just kind of – it bubbles over. I'll take the over just purely based on talent. And I recognize that I could be fully embarrassed here. And I'm honestly hoping for it. This yeah. is a win-win for me. Either Philly's bad or I'm right. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's one or another for me. But yeah, I just I don't like anything that they've done. I don't think it makes sense. I don't think they've they don't look like logical actors. That's that's very valid. The more you're doing this, the more I'm getting convinced. But I'm gonna stick with my my over prediction. Do you think they should trade Maxi and Harden for Dame if they could? Yes. Yeah, I would. I mean, why? I'd do that in a heartbeat. I mean, I, we, I talked about the Nets having a long run. Does Philly really think they have years and years here? They they shouldn't because they no. don't. Yeah. And be for every for everything, all people always want to talk about Giannis. Embiid's probably worse. Yeah, I would say for sure. He's he's been saying worse. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Toronto uh, Raptors. The, the the Toronto Raptors. I just, I, it's perfect. I just saw a tweet on my timeline uh, where it was like the the Toronto Raptors play basketball in three weeks, and someone quote tweeted and said, "Is that a threat?" And I think that's <laughs> the stage of Toronto Raptors basketball that we're at here. Uh, well, here's the like, thing, though. They did add Dennis Schroeder, who, again, is having a summer where he looks like one of the five best basketball. I think he was one of the five players honored from the FIBA World Cup as Germany won gold. So pretty big addition there. Joining the likes of Garrett Temple and Grady Dick as the big, we'll see, as the big Raptors additions as they lose Fred Van Vliet, Delano Banton, and Will Barton. They have no shooting outside of Gary Trent, who Zach Lowe oh, I mean, mentioned they, this. They got, they got your guy, Marquise Noel. The little, the little guy? Yeah. If he's playing games outside of the Raptors 905, that's an issue for them. They – Gary Trent Jr., Zach Lowe mentioned this. Remember he opted in and everyone said the extension is for sure coming? Hasn't happened yet. Yep. It, it, it's just a waiting game. Either you're going to trade him or you're going to just extend him. But you can't just live in perpetuity like this. Uh, the Siakam thing is over their heads too. Yeah. Say, it's the, literally the same issue. I think it's I think it's different. I think I think that's a lot more likely of a trade. I don't think they can trade Gary Trent because it's like your team is just horrible. I think they're worse if they trade Gary Trent than if they trade Siakam. I think Siakam is Siakam he's much is better. better. He's much better. They need to but open up the floor, team, though. Yeah, that's true. In terms of a team construction standpoint, but then who's also taking these minutes at the four? Are you going to put Scotty Barnes as like a point forward? Scotty Barnes and OG. I mean, OG probably wants to go as well, but I think that's your three four ish. I think OG maybe hated Nick Nurse though. Who didn't? I mean, I don't think many people there loved him. We hated Nick Nurse. And we Everyone, don't even know him. I mean, and, and again, this is the Philly head coach who's going to navigate this difficult time for the franchise. Yeah, it's going to be. It's, this is going to be a show. I'm taking the under. By the way, it's a 36 and a half. Taking the under. It's a pretty low line. It's a low line, but it's a bad team. My concern here, and maybe this is silly. My concern is the third year Scotty Barnes leap. Mine isn't. No, you just think he's not that good. I think he's all right. I don't think he's like the star everyone thought he was going to be after he won Rookie of the Year. They've set him up to fail a lot. They really have. They put two sky high backs. I think I've heard some people say that he's their point guard of the future, and I'm like, what are you talking? It's about? Not even a point guard, and, and well, just the roster too. I mean, this is the guy who needs shooting. Can I make a player comp here that'll make the half a Raptors fan listening turn off in disgust? Yeah. What is it? Think about the last big flawed point guard to win rookie of the year. Oh no. 
<laughs> Our guy, Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ben Simmons. No, Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, that's worse. Yeah. Is it worse? Um. Yeah, I mean, was just never – I mean, Ben Simmons at least made an All-NBA team. Yeah, that's fair. So – Defense as well. Yeah. I think. Um, oh, man. I mean oh. – He's on that projection right now. You're not wrong. That's the, here's the issue with this this kind of player, and again, this situation is is the the situation is part of why I say this. When you need a team to be built specifically for you, but you're not a top twenty player, at least probably even higher realistically, teams won't build the team for you, and then it's like okay, so what do you do? Can you adapt? Do you just have to kind of get lucky with where you fit in? Like, I, it's not good if you only have a couple teams in the league who you can really fit and succeed roster. Like, I think Michael Carter-Williams could have continued putting up his whatever, 18, 8 and 8s forever if teams were like, hey, we're going to give you the ball and we're going to space the floor and, and their team would have won 35 games every year. So that's why teams don't do that. And I just think there's some players like this, and I think he is probably one of those players. Maybe he proves us wrong this year, but they've built such a bad roster for him. Yeah, they really have, haven't they? It's horrible. This experiment stinks. Luckily, they gave up a first-round pick to get Jakob Pertl in there and raise the floor by about two wins. Is Masai cooked? Yes. Clearly, yes. Is Masai yes. cooked, or is he trying to get fired? I think he could just leave. That's fair. He's not even the GM anymore. He's Pobo, right? Yeah. Um, the Grand Pobo. Webster, Bobby Webster is the GM. If Grady Dick sucks, it's going to be a real long year. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he doesn't suck. I mean, never want to, never want to speak ill of a, of a young player's career. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get real rough real quick. Uh, I'm saying under. Are you saying under two? Right? Yeah, I'm saying under. I, I think they could well be over it. But, again, it's like I don't like to take the over if a team is a mess. And I think they're a mess. I don't think they're coherent. And I think in NBA world, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder as your starting point guard is a disaster. Yeah. we've Also, we didn't really touch on this because we just assumed this. But we've seen this story before, by the way, with Dennis, yeah. uh, Dennis Schroeder. He goes out. He absolutely dominates an international competition. Then he comes back and he's a sack of potatoes in the NBA. Uh, this is this is what it's 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 a cycle. It's like oh team team let's go Dennis Schroeder. It's like oh man, it's glad he's off my team. Yeah, Dennis goes plays international competition. Oh man, this guy's really good. Team signs Dennis Schroeder. Oh man, this guy's gonna be incredible. Look at what he did in, in international competition. And then it's like oh team and then and then it's like Dennis Schroeder actually plays for team. Man, this guy sucks. Get him <laughs> off my team. And then it continues like he gets off the team. Glad he's gone. Then yeah, yeah. What happens every time? Someone it makes a Oh, yeah, the cycle, like the Chris Middleton yeah. cycle, except worse, yeah. much lower floor and ceiling. Yeah. I love the I love the prime MJ section of Chris Middleton, <laughs> of the Chris Middleton cycle. It's, it's coming. Sweating buckets right now. It's coming. Have you seen, have you seen, like we just talked about that, those thirst trap photos. Yeah. If you want to talk about me posting thirst traps, like Chris, yeah. is, Chris is a whole new level. Next level. I mean, it was a video someone screenshotted. He didn't post the pic, but... Oh, he posted the vid, though. Yeah, he did post it. Well, yeah, him and his videographer. It still makes me like... Chris has a videographer. I just... I love it. Okay. Let's move across. So we're doing one east, one west per each of these episodes. So let's go out west. And also, we're probably going to admit the Bucks into a full Bucks yeah. interview from the center. It's If you guys have been around the block a while, it's what we did last year. Correct. The Northwest Division. 
up first, NBA also, champion. This is this is really funny, by the way. Just sorry to interrupt. No, but it's no. like a lot of these people. Uh, some people listening must be like, "What divisions are these teams in?" Yeah, well, that's why we do it. We we yeah. respect divisions. That's not true. I respect divisions. Okay, divisions are good. Divisions are pointless. They're not pointless. There's a lot of history, Rohan. You're not appreciating. I, I you're you're right. Yeah. What do I do? I need to have the Bucks put up their like division champs year for the umpteenth time in a row. It's still not as many as they had in the eighties. They're still chasing that, actually. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, but they've won like what six years in a row, five years in a row, or something. Thanks. Yeah. Five. This five. is going to be year six. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, I think the eighties yeah, were like West. eight, so they're chasing history still. It's I track the these North- things. The Northwest Division ties. The reigning champion Denver Nuggets. World champion Denver Nuggets. World champion, yeah, world champion Denver Nuggets. Their line is 54 and a half. They've had a very interesting offseason. Bad. Yeah, bad is one way to put it. They lose Bruce Brown. That's the biggest thing. Uh, Thomas Bryant's also gone. Jeff Green, Ish Smith, whatever a Jack White is. Uh, the lead singer and guitarist of the White Stripes. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, that, not this guy, but... That that's his name, yeah. No, For all I know it probably is. This one's Australia. I think you'd notice that in the songs. Uh, sometimes you know. Sometimes when you're listening to a song and it's like, oh wow, this sounds good, and then you realize like, oh by the way, this person's from like Slovenia or something. Like you, the yeah. accent doesn't come through in songs a lot of the time, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, sometimes it, certain words you'll be able to tell, but uh, it's like you ever hear someone say, it's like, oh, this person's British. You're trying Crazy. to bait me into an accent? I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. It felt, like, it felt like you were. No, 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 no. I would never. But uh, in comes Justin Holiday. Oh, <laughs> that's the first name you say. That tells me it's a bad summer. It has been a bad summer. So, like, at the, the, the crux of this is that, by the way, Bruce Brown and Jeff Green are gone. And all you've done to replace them is sign Justin Holiday. Drafting. Which, oh, I mean, it's the real end, it's their internal pipeline, right? They have... These young guys who they're excited about. They're yeah. usually a pretty good drafting team. So like Christ, Christian Brown really came on last year. Yeah. Season. And even the – I'll have to look up their roster. There's another guy right b- below him too that they're high on. But they – I mean the Nuggets are kind of high on all of their – they're players. That's, they're one of those franchises. That's the way they operate. They are internal uh, – Peyton Watson. See, I was going to say it's Peyton Watson. Um, but – like, yeah, Bruce Brown was a really, really key contributor to them winning the title. I mean, you still retain the core, obviously. You still have Jokic, you still have Murray, yep. you still have Porter. Like, you still got you still got KCP, you still got these guys. Aaron Gordon's still on the team, obviously. I, I hate how I mentioned KCP before Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon deserves better than that. Uh, KCP is important, too. KCP is important, but I feel like I really disrespected Aaron Gordon there. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Uh yeah, I mean, you still keep the like the the core of your team. Does Bruce Brown really help you so much in the regular season, or is he more of a playoff performer? I mean, I think their summer stinks. I'm still easily taking the over here because I still think they're ahead above the rest of the West pretty easily. Um, Jokic. Yeah, what they what they're over they're to be fair, their over is more games than they won last season. Yeah, I might take the under. That's fine. We can we can argue about it. I uh, I think I, uh, I will I will say I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think Denver is far and away the best team in the West. Far and away the best team in the West. Uh, they they should be the favorites to uh, win the West this year. 
I think the Celtics, for whatever reason, are always going to be favored to win the title. Yeah, Boston media bias. Also, the East is much easier to get out of than the West. Yeah, well. At least at the bottom end. There's less of a chance of you losing in the first round. In the, yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Well, we cover the Bucks. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Uh, well, hey, we got we to gotta embrace it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think we have to embrace it, but yeah, I, I see it what happened. you're saying. It did, it did happen. Uh, but 54 and a half is tough. I don't think they improved on last season's regular season team. I don't. I don't think they did at all. But was like, is Jokic going to be less sad because we're we're not going to do the MVP thing again, and they just want a title? I mean, that's like they're, they're just, just they're title, moody. They're take, are they, they were take moody. It easy to start the season. I don't know. Maybe have some more young guys step. I'm just going to take the over because I just think they're really good, and I think. Maybe they play even a bit more relaxed this year now that they they got the thing off the back that they were struggling with for years, like the Bucks were. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I think the rest of the West, I actually think because the rest of the West is kind of scrunched together, it'll be good for them because they're just better, and I think they'll be able to separate by a bit more. Which they, I mean, also part of the reason they slowed down last year is they were first in the West by such a wide margin. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe that'll actually make them make sure they have to st- keep on the on they the gas a little more. They only were the one seed by two games. By the end of the year, I thought yeah, the they had a the pretty year, big yeah. cushion like a month ago, and maybe. then they just stopped trying. So you're taking the over. I'm taking the under. I yeah, just, I, I mean, they clearly got worse as a team. I don't understand how coming off of this championship, the best vet you can get for cheap is Justin Holiday. Yeah, that's you fair. should be able to find someone who's excited about ring chasing. That's better than you know everyone's favorite wing that you never want to see check in for your team, and that's who they got. No disrespect to the Holiday family, but it's not a rotation hey, player. Maybe, maybe some disrespect. <laughs> it's not a rotation player. Yeah, but they all they love those guys because they gave Reggie Jackson a bunch of money. He's also barely a rotation so player. So funny, so funny. By the way, really like, bad. What are you doing? Really bad off season. Like, how do you do that? I mean, I recognize that the Bucks have some players that they, they maybe shouldn't give so much money to, but they're minimum contracts. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, Reggie Jackson is not making the minimum. No. I'm almost talking myself out of it, but I'm going to stay with the over. It's They, they got worse. <laughs> like. Yeah, but I just think there's going to be some momentum... The way they just they, – they really brutalized other teams in that playoff run. They I think did. you feel different as a team coming off that. Or do you feel confident in yourself enough for the postseason where you can sort of slide through the regular season? No, not not them when you know you get that one seed and you got the extra game in Denver of all places every year. That's yeah. a really important one seed carrot. It, yeah, you're right. Game seven in Denver matters. It does. It does matter. Okay. Next up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll say this. Ant with, like, probably the least impressive I'm him Tim USA summer ever. Yeah. Like It, it, it was like after, after you have these sort of qualifying games and it's like, oh, my goodness. Steve Kerr's like, yeah, we know who our guy is. We're, we're, we're doing this. And to be fair, he did play well. The U.S. came fourth in the in the World Cup. We talked about this two pods ago. Make sure you check back and listen to that if you want our Team USA thoughts. But, like, 
what what have what's going on here? I mean, I still believe in Ant as a franchise player. Um, I still believe he has all the tools to be like a potential like face of the league type player. Uh, it was a little a uh, little concerning. Yeah, and I just think not just like the wins and losses, but like I don't know. He had a good tournament. I don't think he had an excellent tournament. He averaged eighteen, just under nineteen points, shot. 57 from two, but only 31% from three, 70% from free throw, four and a half rebounds, less than three assists overall per game in the tournament uh, to two turnovers. So 2.8 to two. Like, I thought he had a good tournament. I mean, I'm not blaming him for like all of Team USA, but I I don't think I didn't come away from the tournament thinking like, oh, yeah, like he's going to be get MVP votes this year. Yeah. I almost feel like the oh, he had that summer, he's him. Like that's how I felt about Shea coming out of the tournament. That is not how oh, I felt yeah. about Ant. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I feel like I feel like it's 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 almost like it's it's it was more of a lateral move in terms of like what people thought of him. It's like yeah. people still like they thought of him as this guy who could be this guy, and it's like, yeah, he still could be that guy. You know? It's like nothing. It's like you don't feel so much better about it, but you don't feel worse. How about that? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, we okay. So the uh, the additions. There's one missing on the sheet. So Shake Milton, uh, Nikhail Alexander Walker is a big one as well that I did not have on here. They also just signed. Oh, uh, Deshaun Nix, who is a basketball player. Um, yeah. I'm not going to add anything else. Troy Brown as well, uh, and then drafted Leonard Miller and Jalen Clark. So a bunch of, I think, low-key, pretty nice acquisitions. And then they lost Torian Prince, as well as Nathan Knight, Jalen Noel, and Austin Rivers. Here comes Austin Rivers. I think out of those four, only Torian Prince is actually on a team now. It's a a great pull. Yeah. It's a great pull. Um, So I think their roster got better. They still have this clear issue, though, of like – Gobert had a really Gobert's summer was worse than Ants was good for it sure. It was so bad. France so got bad. bounced. I he was very Kat, bad. Cat had a great summer. Cat had a, a good summer. Yeah, I'd say he had a great summer. Cat putting up a bunch of stats on a team not going anywhere is not new to Cat. I mean, it 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 is for the last couple seasons. These numbers are still pretty good. I know, but it's dipped a bit. Yeah. Um, they have a Gobert-shaped weight around their necks still. Yep. Good job, Alex Rodriguez. <sighs> and who was the other? I forget who the other guy is. Yeah, I mean, Tim Connolly is the executive here who's who's doing Again, I think this summer, it's so hard because you want to just talk about this summer, but you can't not talk about the Gobert Towns front court, which I just think is not good. The line is 44 and a half, so pretty low. I'm taking the under. Ooh. Thinking barely 500 for superstar Anthony Edwards here? I'm taking the under. I mean, like... What'd they win last year? They Last year, they won 42 games. Oh, wow. I don't think they got so much better. Like, who's who are they... Who are, like, here are the teams that finished above them. And we'll get to these teams. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. I don't think they're finishing better than any of those teams. Yeah. And so at, at some point your wins have to go down. I'm t- I'm taking the under. 
God, I forgot they had D'Lo as recently as last season. Yeah. He's actually pretty good there. Yeah, I was going to say he was all right for them. Like if if Mike Conley, who I think is in his age 36 season, takes a step back, how bad is that for them? Seems pretty bad. Pretty bad. They had to get Mike Conley because it's like, oh, Rudy needs someone who knows how to throw lobs to him because no one wants to – Throw the ball to and you. literally, no, you're 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 skipping. Like literally, D'Lo made fun of him too much, so they had to trade for a friend of his. That is what happened. There was reporting on this. Wait, did I miss this? Yes. Oh. My D'Lo God. was too mean to Rudy Gobert, and they had to go get someone who'd be nice to him and throw him a pass every once in a while and not make fun of him. That's a true. I'm gonna pull up a I quote. Should, well, you talk I about should. anything with the wolves, but that's a that's a true. I he should. was bullied too much by D'Lo of all people. The FBI laugh. agent. Yeah, I shouldn't laugh because that's obviously terrible. Like you don't want to encourage any any behavior of that sort in a professional. Who are you? Who are you on a oh, on a professional? I guess. Yeah, I was like, gonna say. Are, I feel like are, I have some. These pre- are your co. These are your coworkers. Yeah. Like I'm not just gonna go like to my, and start like bullying my coworkers. You know, like that's that's pretty bad. But what if he scores eight points a game? <laughs> Would make you like fifty million. Points. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, different atmosphere. Uh, different atmosphere for sure, but at the end of the day, it is okay. John Krasinski, I think is that how you say his name? No, no, the Wolves guy. Is that uh, Krasinski? Yeah, Krasinski. Um, I do think there were some chemistry issues. I don't think it was Jimmy Butler level five alarm fire. Um, the team has had issues incorporating Rudy Gobert, figuring out how to play with him, things like that. D'Lo wore those issues on his sleeve. He was very frustrated often with Rudy with him not being able to catch some passes, with him missing layups and bunnies near the rim, with his offensive struggles this season for the Timberwolves. That frustration was palpable within the Timberwolves locker room. I'm sure there's other players who had some frustrations as well, but I think we're able to say, hey, look, Rudy Gobert is a $40 million player. We just got to figure out a way to make this happen. D'Lo tried to make it work, but it was uncomfortable at times. We would come into the locker room and you could hear him actively bemoaning the situation. I've talked to coaches and players from other teams who heard him getting down on Rudy during games. There was this perception that D'Angelo Russell was very frustrated with Gobert and didn't seem as open to working with him or trying to find a happy medium as maybe some of the other players were trying to do. That's tough. Rudy knew that D'Angelo Russell was not in his corner. Rudy's a sensitive guy. He's a perceptive guy. So I don't think any of that was lost on him. Conley, not only do they have the synergy from playing together, but he's more of a Rudy guy. Conley is a high IQ, make the right play, be in the right spot kind of player, not a home run swinger like D'Angelo Russell is. I think Rudy is over the moon that his guy is back, that he's going to get the ball where he wants it, and he can trust Mike Conley. I think that's a big thing for Rudy Gobert. I think, is this the same boat as we were talking about with Scotty Barnes, where it's like you have to build a team around that guy and you're not a top 20, 20 player, it's not worth it? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I think, I think it's the same boat. I mean, no, nah, probably, same, probably no, because like if Rudy was on like a 20 million a year player, I think a lot of teams would still want him. I mean, it's you're, you're used to fitting a non-shooting center. A lot of teams do that. He's still a very good defender. He's not the same guy, which is a huge problem I mean, for them. It's, it's, it was so funny when Walker Kessler just came in the league. He was like, yeah, I'm better. He's going to be better now yeah. <laughs> for not $500 billion a year. Exactly. So uh, I, it's 
you're just convincing me that if those type of issues need to be like sorted out, where it's like you have a point guard actively bullying, he's got his guy now though. He's got his guy, but it's thirty-six-year-old Mike Conley. Yeah, with like a finger injury from being like out of the league, probably. Yeah, I'm so convinced about the under now. Yeah, I am too. I'll agree with you here because I'm gonna take. I know I'm taking the over on some of these West teams, including the next one. So I gotta take some unders. And yeah, I just I, I I think you know people will say what we haven't addressed. Towns only plays thirty games, so oh they'll have more Towns and Gobert. My kind. Of, does that help you win? Oh, they gave Nas Reed a big contract. I think it was probably not going to age super well. I think it. I think it'll age fine. Whenever you can pay three centers five hundred million dollars a year, you have to do it. I think that the end game you're trading one of them. You have to. Uh, do the other teams have to, or because otherwise, how are they going to trade these guys? I mean, what 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 do you mean? Who wants any of these players? I mean, for like a value deal, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people like would take, maybe not a Gobert, but <laughs> a Cat or a Nas Reed. Who, who really wants to trade for Cat? If, if you don't have to throw in a bunch of picks, I'm sure a lot of teams would be... But then if you're in Minnesota, like, okay, great. I, I, I sold Cat for pennies on the dollar, if that's even possible. So I don't think he's a winning player. I digress. Now I have Nas Reed and Rudy Gobert. Like, am I still set up to win with Anthony Edwards? Not really. If you're doing, you could... Again, they're not in a good spot. I'm not saying they are in a good spot. They gave up a I'm lot saying, of picks to get Rudy. Here's the, here's the scenario. Setting up to trade for one... Trade Sh- one of these should teams. they swallow the pill, give up some asset to get off Rudy... And then just, okay, we have Nas Reed and Cat. That's our new front court. That, we're younger now. I don't know if any of those guys can defend well enough. I don't think they can, to be honest. I don't, actually, I don't even know if that works. I don't know if that works either. I think maybe you have to, I think you have to trade maybe Nas Reed. I'm sure a lot of teams, would, he's the most tradable one by far. Yeah. And I'm sure, I think teams would give up assets to get Nas Reed. Would we have been saying this about Christian Wood a couple of years ago? I think it's very different. We'll see how different it ends up being. I think it's very different. We will see how I when if you are not Nikola Jokic, I think it is very hard to be an offense first center in the National Basketball Association. That's I can we Embiid. can we name the second best offense first center in the NBA? Joel Embiid. Not he's not offense first. He's he I know his defense has slipped. He's two way at best. At worst. Uh, Rook Lopez. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, like, it's just a lot of a lot of these guys are on vet minimums around the league. I'm just going through the list. Uh, Porzingis? I guess. Again, I think it's kind of close, but like what is what are, what are Nas Reed's measurables? He's like six ten or something. Okay. 24 years old. He's got, I'm seeing 6'9 here, but... 6'9, 6'10, something about that. 6'9, 260. Doesn't shoot threes all that well. Do you know what Nasri scored per yeah, game last season before he got this contract? Wait, say that again? Do you know what, he, what his, his averages were last season before he got this contract? Like five points a game or something? 11 and a half. Five, five rebounds, 1.1 assists, 1.4 turnovers. 
Yeah, like that's good for a backup center. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a crazy contract. I I don't think there's much value there for teams. I think I think teams if they needed center depth, they'd want Nasri. Yeah. I think they'd also want Nerlens Noel, who they could go just sign for a vet minimum right now. I think they would much rather have Nas read than Nerlens Noel. Come on, Ty, be serious. Nas for three three years, forty two million, or Nerlens Noel one year, three million. I'd take Nas read every day. You're saying Nas read for sure, okay? Nas read for sure. All right, it's a good player. I just I, I worry about that archetype on on a big contract. It's not even that big of a contract. If everyone says this, oh, oh, it's like the MLE. You can't sign a bad MLE deal. You can if the player is not that good. I'm not saying Nasrid is not good. I'm sure it'll be fine. But I don't like this new, oh, you have to look at percent of cap. I wouldn't want to give that much percent of my cap to a player I don't really believe in as a long-term winning player. That's all. That's all. I just well, we're both we're both saying the under for the temporary. Yeah, it's the beef stew thing with me. I, I think you can actually sign a bad fourteen million dollar a year con. Does it's not going to kill you? I just don't think it's going to help. That's all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Speaking of, I don't, there's actually no, I don't think they have any of these players. The Oklahoma City Thunder, same line, 44 and a half wins. Uh, this is really, uh, it's interesting because I'm smashing the over on this. Yeah. You have I'm to. Smashing the over. We just we talked about have it. We were talking about Ant. Shea Gilgis Alexander had a summer for the ages. For the ages. And it, that's that's crazy considering that he literally made first team all NBA last season. <laughs> like literally was named as the one of the two best guards in the entire league. Yeah. And, and yet we're still leaving here looking very, very impressed at what Shea has done this offseason. And I think just the like the the Thunder themselves didn't have like the greatest summer of all time. Like, no, it's underwhelming. Anyone, yes. Did you add anyone super super impactful? No. Like, could Vasilya Misic be that guy? Maybe. Uh, but like, you you're adding guys like are the infamous Jack White, uh, yep. the White Stripes. Yep. You 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 draft Carson Wallace. You get Bertans from Dallas, who's probably not going to play. Wait, does OKC uh, literally have a seven nation army on their roster? Do it. They do because of Jack because of uh, Jack White and Josh Giddy. That's amazing. They have seven. They have USA. Uh, oh, B-ball ref, you're not going to show me what country this is if I hover over it. Wherever Paku's from, wherever Eugene Omori is from, Sarich. I think Sarich this France, gone. Canada, Australia. Sarich is gone. Oh, really? Well, never mind. They don't have a seven nation army. 
Thanks, people are rough. Um, yeah, Sarge is with the Warriors. Oh, yeah, that's right. How, how is he still on here? I don't know. Oh, this was last season. Oh, that That'll explain. That'll explain. Uh, but, yeah, I think... I think um, OKC, only Six Nations. They're only a Six Nation. Um, but OKC, like, just based on their internal development, also the biggest addition we, that's not on the, any of these lists is Chet Holmgren. Yeah. My rookie of the year pick. Oh, very, very easily my rookie of the year pick as well. Um, everyone's saying that. I thought I thought it'd be a nice, fun pick with Wemby. No, I think I think Chet. Like we we've talked about this before, but like these guys that uh, that come in with a year off. Uh, we say year off. Unfortunately, it's due to injury. But like just being able to get acclimated to the league, the league lifestyle, the league uh, schedule. And then you have to put together your play. Like you, you get to acclimate to the lifestyle and the schedule before you even have to play. I think that really, really helps young players. And they usually like when they're this highly touted of us. Like who are the last two guys? It's Blake Griffin. It's Ben Simmons, and they both won Rookie of the Year. Joel Embiid lost Rookie of the Year, but mainly because he didn't play. Yeah, he played like thirty games. Um, according to DraftKings, Wemby is the favorite. So. Um, Maybe I'm just talking to really, really smart hoops people only. It's a, it's a good place to be. It's but. surprisingly Wemby m- minus 115. Then Chet is second plus 300. And then Scoot's right there plus 390. I'd be stunned if Scoot won it. And then after that, it's Brandon Miller at plus 1500. Cam Whitmore at plus 2000. Like it's far away after that, which makes yeah, sense. There's, there's three guys who could potentially win rookie of the year. Um, in Wembenyama, Chet, and Scoot. But, yeah, OKC, like, it just based on their internal development and the players that they have, like, they started to figure it out. Like, they know how to use Josh Giddy now. J-Dub uh, is is really coming into his own, uh, especially at the end of the last season. And, you, again, if you have Shea, you don't really need a whole lot else, like, to be a really, like, to be a winning team. I think they're prepared to be a winning team this season. I think... I think that OKC are going to be buyers at the deadline. They, they've, I've been saying they should be for a while now. They're going to be buyers at the deadline because they're going to be making they've the playoffs. They've certainly got the – the thing about OKC is they could throw two first-round picks, not as a risky move, but literally because they have to because they can't use enough of their picks. Their roster is too full. They're at an insane place. They've, I've said this, I think, on the pod before. They're my Embiid team. Yeah. Like, why not? Why not? Just here. Here's 17, seven first rounders. Here you go. Yeah. Daryl Morey is going to be salivating. Yeah. Send over Paku, too. Just because. Send a message. Um, I didn't like their summer very much, but, um, you know, Bertans, Rudy Gay, Oladipo, if they all still actually make the team, I think they've none of them been cut yet. I mean, they they do they do need some vets, so I think some combo of those guys is good because their team is so young. I also like Rudy Gay as a player. Yeah, he's like a fine athletic wing. He can never defensively doesn't do much on offense anymore, but that's that's fine. Maybe I'm about like ten years too late on Rudy. Gay, but like, <laughs> I mean, I think this is clearly the best young core in the league, right? What what do you say? It's clearly the best young core in the league, right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, Josh Giddy is their fourth most exciting young player. That's yeah, kind of Josh insane. Giddey is potentially the guy. It's like, oh, do we need to trade him? And it's like, you, you want to trade Josh Giddy? It's crazy. 
I mean, like, even the non like Isaiah Joe as a young, just like absolute sniper is really nice. We'll see if Kaysan Wallace can do anything. Um, their team is really loaded for long term. Like JRE, if he's not already cut, he probably doesn't make the roster just because he's a six nine center and now they had to get rid of Ty Ty. Yeah, and uh Garuba, who both yeah, immediately right. got two ways with contenders. Yep. Immediately, immediately. Shout out Ty Ty. Yeah, shout out Ty Ty. I'm slamming the over here, even if I don't like that they let go of those guys. Um, it like makes sense. Wins isn't like a ton. They had 42 last year, I think, or 40. They, 40. they were 40 and 42. But Shea missed like 14 games, and of course Chet missed 82 games. So and that I think I think that's worth like four games at five. least. And I mean Chet, that's their biggest. They needed bigs, and Chet looks like he's going to be a really impactful no, two-way big. No centers. They literally had no centers. I mean, Jalen Williams is a center, the he's big a one. Center. He's a small center. Yeah. Like you need size. They had no size. I should say you're right. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I think they'll buy. Bullied, and they were getting out rebounded, and it's like, yeah, let's add a seven-foot behemoth to hit this. I they I think they like the shooting of Bertans, but like, can you carve open another roster spot and just find like one of these free agent centers and bring him in? That would be very good. Like who? My guy Nerlens. Why are you so high on Nerlens? He's just a good Nerlens is. No 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 no. Let me finish. Okay. A good second and a half big. No. Still yes. Still yes. Still oh, sorry, second and a half center, not big center. If he's your third center, that's really good depth. If he's your second center, you're thin, but... If he's your third center that never plays, fine. I could be your third center that never plays. Until they need you one game. Yeah, and then, then, they're, then they're screwed. But that's the same thing what happens if you have to play Nerlens Noel. Nerlens I mean, is still... He'll go, he'll go a lot I was going to say. I'll say that. Uh, I'm not delusional. <laughs> I, I, I... You're throwing me out there to go box out Brooke Lopez. I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably going to be the outcome anyway. Brooke Lopez would kill me with one step. Uh, not on purpose. Not on purpose. No, he's a gentle giant. But, like, any of these centers. Like, what am I supposed to do against DeAndre Jordan? Nerland's had a pretty bad year last year. Yeah, because he's pretty bad. I'm not going to blame him. He was on the, the Pistons. Him. I'll blame him if you can't carve out a role on the Detroit Pistons. As a center? Yeah. When they have five guys who were taken in the lottery in the last two years or whatever? Good luck. They probably had him at the three. Yeah. I mean, probably better for him. He can't really play as a five. Maybe not in Ireland. I think Kita just got released. Go get Nemus Kita. I don't know what he does, though. No, he just signed, didn't he? Yeah, he probably got I think he got a two-way. I think you're right. Nemias Kita. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who's a... Who's a center? I mean, <laughs> could you imagine if they got Gobert and they took on draft picks to take him and then he was good there? I can't imagine that. Actually. I could see that uh, happening. Two-way two way contract with the Celtics, by the way. For oh. Good friend. He's going to the main, uh, main Celtics now. Used yeah. to be the main Red Claws yeah. when we were a respectable country. The main Celtics. Imagine if it's the Wisconsin Bucks. It'd be lame. It'd be really lame. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, make even less sense, but it's still bad. The herd, the herd is a good name. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, Beno Ujo press conference is this week. No. Looking yeah. forward to meeting him. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're you're locked in 
to to tie in GSPN here for all the Wisconsin herd. Ben Udrit. Locked on tie. Locked on tie. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't listen to that podcast. Portland Trailblazers off the board. Off we can't board. talk about their over under. Uh, they've added Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, the twin brother of Keegan, but they're different years. Yeah. Eligibility One thing. Better. Yeah. Rayon Rupert, who has been like a first round guy in 2K mock drafts that you download for like three years, I feel like, uh, which is never good when you're taken after three years of that. And then they lost Drew Eubanks to Phoenix. Good little bench big. Kevin Knox to nowhere. Cam Reddish to the Lakers, Trendon Watford to the Nets, Justice Winslow to nowhere. Um, I guess we can't do an over-under. I, I guess they'll gonna push. They're going to be really bad. I, I, we talked before the pod. I, I know they can't do a line because Dame changes your line a lot, but they're going to be pretty bad either way. It's going to be like – it's either going to be Dame – Showing up to training camp. And honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked that Dame shows up to training camp. It's Everyone wants to put it on Portland. Like, Miami, if you want to trade for Dame, trade for Dame. Trade for Dame. Like, just just, just do it. Do what you need to do. There's obviously a price. The Portland is obviously given a price. I feel like it's like the clock ran out faster than these teams were expecting. Summer kind of flew by. And now they're like, oh, we haven't done that yet, have we? You know when you have something that's due in a couple months and you're just like, ah, just do it later. We got plenty of time. Look up the clock. Two weeks. <laughs> it's, it's way too close to home. You're telling me. Got married this year. Trust me. I know. Oh, I got so much time to figure this out. Wait, it's in, it's in three weeks? Um, so, yeah, I think uh, – but yeah, does, does Portland want Dane there for media day? Would he show up? Do they want to talk about this would, all media day? I think, would, I think he would show up. Oh, it's a mess status at that point. I don't think they'd let him talk. Miami Heat media day. They're just like, Nicola, how, uh, have you found a place in Portland yet? Or are you thinking like Brooklyn or just busy? Yeah. We, we saw at the, at the Colorado game. Uh, what was his name? Uh, who's the, the GM of the – Joe Cronin. Sorry. I he was at the Colorado, Colorado State game. Yeah, with Kyle Lowry. What? Yeah. Really? Those two, were, those two were sitting together at the Colorado, Colorado State game. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. The worst thing about this whole thing has been the way Heat Twitter posts about it. I'm ready to deactivate X.com. Yeah. Anything that comes out, they're just like, this is a huge win for Riles. It's like, you know what would be a huge win for Riles? Trade for Damian Lillard. Nothing else matters. Yeah, do do the thing. Just actually do the thing, you know. They're making fan cams of the winning time Pat Riley scenes and making fun of Joe Cronin. Like, come on. It's crazy. And, like, it's just – it's it, this whole situation is insane. You got Dame uh, posting and deleting Instagram stories of him saying future Heat legend Damian Lillard. And it's like, what are you doing? Like how do you how are you speed running becoming a hated player in the NBA? It's weird they have not, Miami gets a line, but Portland doesn't. It is weird. My, we're not doing it in this episode. Miami's is forty eight and a half. High. It's really high. It's high for a team that lost two starters and doesn't have Damian Lillard. Even if they get him, if they get him, I'd say that's a pretty fair line. I guess. I mean, it's 
old folks we'll, live together we'll, in South we'll Beach. Talk about them next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland, either way, is going to be bad. Uh, I think the most thing this impacts, uh, the Dame thing, is Scoot's rookie of the year left. I don't think it matters. I don't think he's going to. I think if Dame's there, he has the ball in his hands a lot. I don't think it matters. I don't think he's going to win either way. I mean, Anthony Simons is still going to be there. They probably end up with even another guard. And their team sucks. I think it'd be pretty hard for him to win rookie of the year. That's fair. That's fair. I think point guards, happened. young point guards. No, not a great bad. shooter. They don't have, like, yeah. It's, either way, it's, it's, it's a tough day for our, our Portland fans. They're set up moderately well going forward. Yeah, but also, like, I mean, it's, it's you have Scoot, so you you're, you're fine at the end. Probably, of the yeah. Probably, I mean, people. We were clowning, like not just us, but a lot of people were clowning the Hornets for taking three. Well, of course, they. I mean, yeah, that's deserved. Yeah, so I mean, if we're talking about it in that way, I think they're. Like, I, yeah, no, I, I should say I, I think they'll be good going forward. It's also very easy to see them just ending up in a pretty similar situation to the last decade of the Blazers. Which isn't bad. You made the conference final. They did make it there. So did the Atlanta Hawks, Rohan. I mean, Philly hasn't done it. And, oh, I know. It took the Clippers like 40 years to do it. Like, how funny would it be if Scoot and Sharp are just tame and... C- I mean, I think Sharp is like a player not close to CJ. He's more of a wing, which is a good start, but... We got this great backcourt. Is really bouncy. We got not much else. We got this great backcourt. They don't defend very well, but we got these guys. All we need is the one, you know, light star wing, and those can't be that hard to find, right? Decade passes. Oh, guess they are. (laughs) Jeremy Grant. Well, yeah. Did you take use of Nurkic? Did you try to trade for your Nurkic? No. Makes seventeen million a year, doesn't he? Yeah, for Jeremy Grant. Wait, what? They're the same? Aren't they on the same team? No. Would you try to trade for Jeremy Grant? Oh. Oh, maybe. I mean, I think I think it's it's worth it. I mean, it's a big contract. But... Are you talking about for the Bucks or for any team? For the Bucks. I mean, I could be saying for any team, but I'll, I'll, I'm looking at this through a Bucks lens. What is that fan spell? That's what it's called now. I just I need to see how many guys you have to give up. I'm gonna guess I I end up just going to, eh I probably wouldn't because it's gonna and they, it seems like they want him. They just signed him to this huge deal even after Dame walked out. I just the first year number. Oh, he's got a salary increase right now. It's twenty five million, twenty seven million. So yeah, that's the issue. You're talking about three role players now. It is a lot. It's I'm not even that worried about paying him that, but like, is are the Bucks better if they give up Bobby, Pat, Grayson, and add Jeremy Grant? I don't think so. I'm gonna say probably not because we go from Marjon being like, oh, he can really earn some minutes to, I hope Mar- you're ready to need, start. You need to be good right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> almost start. Yeah, you need to be. You're the sixth man now, Marjon. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I hope he's ready for that. I do too, but I don't want to. I don't want to stake this pivotal season on it. That's fair. Uh, but Portland, uh, yeah, they're 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 going to be bad. Yeah, um, we're. I think post Dame trade, they are a team we will not talk about much for a couple of years here. Yeah, 
They're going to be the new... Um, what team don't we talk about? It's funny you can't think of one. It's pretty fitting. Yeah, it is. The freaking... Um, wow. They, they might be a new level of this. Yeah. I mean, the Spurs after they... Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about this. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. But I mean, uh, now, now people are going to be talking about them again. Too much. I like the Spurs. Yeah, they're fine. I, I mean, it's like... They've, yeah, they've had a lot go their way. They have. And that's continued this summer. It did continue this summer. I knew, it, it. You could feel it in your bones that the Spurs were going to get Wendy. It just it felt right. Yeah, it did. Um, last team, the Utah Jazz. Kind of what 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 is their win total last year? It was let me pull it up. Uh, the Utah Jazz were thirty seven and forty five, which included that that hot start where Lowry Markkinen was just like better than LeBron. Yeah, but thirty five and a half, and they I think their team. You look at look at the additions versus getting rid of John Collins, a flawed player, a good player, and they got him for pretty much free. And then a couple of rookies that I think people like, Keontae George, Taylor Hendricks, Bryce Sensabaugh, wouldn't expect a ton from them year one. But And they lost Udoka Azabuike, who signed a two-ways with Phoenix, I think. I believe so. Who was not? It wasn't good. It drafted in the first round right in front of somebody good, I think. I believe so. I can tell um, That's their, their payback for getting uh, Donovan Mitchell, I guess. And then Rudy Gay, who again was ancient. Damian Jones, who the, we'll get to the Cavs. The Cavs signed Damian Jones and then also signed Tristan Thompson. And it's like, what are you doing with your front court? We'll get there later. Yeah, it was uh, okay. He was the 27th pick in the 2020 NBA draft. 27. So he was like Jalen McDaniels or Jaden Jaden McDaniels, Malachi Flynn, Desmond Bain, Tyrell. Yeah, Bain I think is the one they talk about. Tillman was a second round pick. Teo Maladon. Yeah, I didn't need to include. Mm, fair. Nick Richards, who I, I quite like actually. Nick just got it. Just got extended. How much more is taken? He moves well, man. I like bigs that move that well. It's, it's, you just have a, a like, it's Bismack, it's Nick Richard. I do. I have a type. I have a type. Yeah. Just uh, plotting centers who have played in Charlotte. Uh, this was the draft where two Cassius's went back to back, and then we never had to talk about either of them again. Oh, was it? Yeah. Winston and Stanley. Stanley. It sounds like a law firm. <laughs> it does. Winston and Stanley, Cassius at one. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Jazz, though. I, like, I think they're going to get better. I mean... Are they going to try to win, though? Like, are they going to wait, make win-now moves? No, but, I mean, I think their team is good enough like they were last year, and they have all these other picks coming in that they don't need to stress too much about it. I mean, it, if they just just stay flat, they win 36-37, and it's an over. I think, I think I'll take the over. They lost Naw, which hurts... Um, but they have so many young wings. They retained ESPN's most important player of the next three decades, Taylor Horton Tucker. Walker Kessler getting a little better. Agbaji maybe taking a step forward. He did toward the end of the year. If he's kind of good, that makes a big difference for them. I still think I'm going to take the under, though. Because Omer, you're at seven? Coming from Miami? 
Yeah. Simone Fontecchio. He played well for Italy. He, I don't know if he's going to get any minutes this year, but he did. They still have Olenek. Okay. That's a good, a useful player. I hate him. I hate his guts. I hate him. He's a useful I player. I so much. I know. He's despicable. Would I take him on the Bucks? Yeah. No. no I would. I have some standards. It's a good, that's a good buy low fit. Yeah, I, I would. would hate it. I would hate it. I, I would hate. I still would hate the person. I would like what he's doing for us on the court. What's his number? Is it 30? 41. Can you do something for me? He can. Shoots the ball. Rips a couple arms out of their sockets. Injure some players. Take some chances. Yeah. I'm taking the over on, on Utah, by the way. I'm taking the over. And I say this, I want to be clear. I'm not buying Laurie Markinen all NBA forward going forward. Like I he's a he is like he's a very weird player. I kind of you know what actually maybe is this a good comp? Probably selling him a little short, but kind of just like a Bojan Bogdanovic plus. What? That's I said plus. I guess. I, guess. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a an offense first and mostly role player, I think but, you can but not a real star. He's not a real you star. Trust the, you can trust uh, Lowry with the ball in his hands more than Bojan. Bojan's pretty good with the ball in his hands. He can create you're a little gonna, bit. You're not going to ask. Again, but you're not going to ask him to do that. That's like a break glass in case of emergency. Like you're the third option on a possession sort of thing. Uh, is he? Is he like Chris without the defense? But kind of on that, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where to put him. I don't know where to put him. I think I think that's that's probably a closer comparison, like taller Chris. That's a good player. He would be a nice buck. I I I think I think Utah will trade him within the next year or two. I think it's going to cost way too much. It's Trader Danny. Yeah, yeah. And that's and and they they're in this position where like there's no urgency. But yeah, you're right. There isn't any urgency because you can just count on the Wolves collapse and the cap. Yeah, and and they're gonna probably have a good pick from Utah's own pick, and you know, there's no rush. They're not. They're kind of just waiting out the Nuggets a little bit, and it, there's it is no there's no rush. They don't have to trade anyone. They don't have to do anything. That's why Sexton is still there because they can just wait and wait and wait, and I know that I deal's know, been I imminent. Heard, I I heard that. Yeah, I heard the deal's imminent. I heard that trade is. Uh, I'm kind of off it. I I talked to a Cavs fan. He's like, "Don't even you trust me? No, trust me, trust me. Don't do it." I'm like, okay, it's not up to me anyway. But yeah, it is up to us, Ty. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but you're gonna say you're gonna take the over. I'm taking the under on that 35 and a half. Yeah, I just the Cavs, the Cavs, the Jazz are gonna uh, try and try and bottom out a little bit more. I don't think they are. They just traded for John Collins. Because you got him for nothing. Like, but yeah, but if you're trying to bottom out, you could just keep nothing. You could trade him again. Also. I'm sure. I, I think they probably will, but the early season wins still count. I know, but after the trade deadline, they might win like a game. No, I mean, I'm sure they'll have. I think there's a couple West teams that stay. I mean, Portland, uh, San Antonio is not going to try to win a bunch of games this year. Houston is trying, but they're not good. Yeah. We'll get to we'll get to those teams next. I know we will. Let's recap. So 
We both took the under on Boston at 54 and a half. We both took the over on Brooklyn and New York, 37 and 45 and a half, respectively. We split on the Sixers. I am boldly taking the under on, was it 49 and a half? 49 and a half. And you took the over. And then we both took the under on the Raptors, 36 and a half. Big Sixers got Rohan. We split on Denver, where I took the over and you took the under on 54. We both went under on Minnesota. I think I'm scarred because last year Jordan and I pounded the table for the over and they sucked. Uh, we both. me and Adam with the Pistons. That's true. I can't wait to get to the Pistons. I'm gonna. I have some thoughts on the Pistons. We both took the over on the OKC Thunder, uh, which I, I think this is probably the worst line on here. Yeah. I'm saying they're top six, no play in Turner. They're good, but maybe the lack of vets will hurt them. We both took bad on the Trailblazers, who are off the books right now because they haven't done their trade yet. And we split on Utah. I took over on 35 and a half. You took under. Yeah. Let us let us know, uh, everyone, what your picks are. Let us know if we're completely off base. You think we're, we, you think we're crazy. We'd love to hear the feedback. The line on Utah coming into last year, according to B-Ball Ref, was 23 and a half. They were, early in the year, they were probably one of the most fun NBA stories. But, they of were, course, it did. It did fall apart a bit. What divisions are we doing next week? We're doing the uh, Southeast. We're doing the... We're just making this up so you can really say any two. and We could do Southeast and Southwest. That kind of goes together. Yeah, let's do Southeast and Southwest. The South, South Divisions. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Boom. That is part one of our division. We're we kept saving, it pretty reasonable. Just, yeah, I said that because we're saving the Central for last. Yeah, even though we're saving the Bucks for after that. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pacific Central will be a heater. Oh, yeah, that is going to be a heater. Pacific's been one of the most fun divisions to talk about for years. That is not changing. It's, you know, it's not changing at all. Uh, I mean, every single one of those teams wants to be good. Yeah. It's, it's going to be... Uh, ah! At least four of them. At least four of them? One of them hasn't really done anything all summer, so I don't know how bad they want it. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, we want James Harden, but not enough to throw in everyone's favorite 29-year-old young prospect, Terrence Mann. Is he actually 29? He's, he's old. No, he's 29. <laughs> Everyone talks about him like he's 23. I know he's not that. He is 26. Okay, that is worse than I thought. That is worse than everyone thinks. But hey, when you listen, when in year four you play 81 games and you put up eight, three, and two, you are a desired young prospect who a team should not give up to add James Harden to their other ancient. We'll get to the Clippers. Yeah, we'll get to them. We'll get to them in two weeks. But yeah. uh, next week is Southeast Southwest. So if you guys are enjoying these uh, division previews, I think we'll leave it there. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on GSPN and Blue Wire. Uh, make sure you check out gspn.info for all the pods that we talked about up top. Talk of the Tundra, Cruising for the Brews, and make time for this. Uh, all of that's fun stuff. You can find all our links, Discord, everything at gspn.info. Again, I'll, I'll, we'll do a self-plug. If you missed our Ty Ty Washington pod, it's the it's the last one on the feed if you're listening on your podcast platform choice, which you should be subscribed to. Or if you're watching on YouTube, again, make sure you're subscribed. It's a few videos back because we have the aforementioned Talk of the Tundra on there as well. Um, 
but the the great the, the great Avatar Jordan is going to that was a thing I said. Earlier. That was wild. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if Jordan's seen that and if he's going to listen and think what what did he compare me to. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to guess Jordan's not crunched much Avatar The Last Airbender tape, but you never know. That's like my favorite show of all time. Really? It's incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's a very good show. show. It's beautiful storytelling. Uh, make sure you guys watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, pod random, and we'll talk to you next time. Truly pod random. <laughs>